All right. Well, thank you. I'm Drew Harris, and I'm the Media Relations Director for the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, and appreciate everybody hopping on the call with us uh, on a busy Sunday. So we uh, we appreciate it. We're uh, moving up here on the 21st annual Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, it's played at uh, TCU's Amon Carter Stadium. Uh, game time, it's uh, Saturday, December 23rd, 2.30 p.m. Uh, Central Time, and it'll be uh, on ABC and uh, also on ESPN Plus simulcast. Uh, so we are uh, looking forward to match up, obviously, is uh, James Madison against Air Force. Uh, James Madison in the, uh, appearing for the first time. Air Force is in it for the uh, the seventh time in, in 21 years. So excited about the matchup. And uh, we've got, I see Brant on there. And uh, Brant, if you just have an opening comment uh, for the group. Sure. Thank you, Drew. And uh, thank you, everybody, for taking the time to be on this call today. Coach, I can tell you, already, I'm going to like you. you got a great haircut, great facial hair. I mean, it's perfect. I mean, uh, couldn't look any better. That's uh, right. But no, seriously, uh, my first question to you is, is, how's your son doing? Is he doing fantastic? I, I, I read the stories and the fact that he was with sure. the V Foundation, which is part of our company that work, you know, we work for and stuff. So before I even say anything more, I mean, family's the most important thing yeah. to check in. Yeah, today was a good day. Um, you know, we went to church and uh, did the Christmas tree. We got we had to get a lot of that family stuff done today because uh, we're going to get pretty busy here in the next few days. And, um, and so today is a good day. You know, there's, there are no days off when you're fighting cancer. And, uh, and, and that is my inspiration. That's my North star every day. If I feel tired, anything like that, I just think about, uh, what, what a 15 year old boy has been doing for two years and, 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 and the things that he's been through, uh, are very inspiring for me. Fantastic. Great to hear he's doing well. And if there's anything, in, in this time period that we're together that we can do to help him or help you help your family just let us know no 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 question uh asked or anything we're, we're here to help you so uh and we're here to have a good time with your team we're looking yep. forward to having the james madison dukes uh we know it's your first bowl game but you, we know you're not unfamiliar at all with the dallas fort worth area um and more in the frisco area but here in fort worth uh, you're going to have a great time your fans are going to have a great time at a beautiful stadium at tcu great amenities uh air force is going to bring it they always do as you probably know about academy teams uh they're familiar with us uh but you got <clears throat> one hell of a team as well uh we've <laughs> been watching them all year on television and uh excited really excited to have the number 24 ranked dukes here and uh, can't wait to have you. So looking forward to it. Thank you very much. We are equally as excited. All right. Coach, if you uh, had any uh, opening statements and uh, we'll do that and, and everybody else can queue up if you have uh, questions for either Brant or uh, Coach Robo. Sure. Well, I'll, well, on behalf of President Alger and, and, and Jeff Boyner, athletic director and the entire you know, JMU community, thank you for, for uh, this opportunity for us to, to experience our players, our athletes, everybody associated with Jamie football. We're all, we are all uh, outrageously excited and, uh, and we can't wait to, to get there, but there's a lot to be done between now and then. And we're looking forward to that, that daily work and preparation as well. Very good. We'll go ahead and get started with David. 
Damian David Teal with the Richmond Times Dispatch. Understand the players kind of scattered for a few days to at least a couple days to decompress. What has today been like in getting them the news? And what's it, you know, how did you find out that you, in fact, would be leading the team in this game? Well, obviously, uh, you know, the middle of last week through the end of the week was a pretty emotionally charged, chaotic time. Um, and so, as all of this kind of unfolded um and and you know social media gets information around so fast whether it's accurate or not but um it doesn't change the speed but it, it was a see a need fill a need situation you know people were coming people were going young people get uh you know haven't been through this before and whatnot they need they need that guidance and so um, what do you do? You're a coach, right? When you're a coach, you coach. You just start coaching, you keep coaching, and you don't stop. And next thing you know, they're telling you that you're the acting head coach. Um, but the whole thing has been driven by a servant leadership mindset. Um, I was raised by a village when I was a kid. And, and so when, when something needs to be done, it doesn't matter what type of job, it is, you're going to step up and you're going to do it. Uh, and one of the things I felt was important as we got to the end of the week was get a really good hard workout in on Friday, get a good sweat, and then let let's everybody just decompress, relax. There's a lot of good football on this weekend. Let's watch it. And uh, and then Monday morning we get back in there. Let's be ready to go because at that point in time, we'll know who we're playing, where we're going, and all the things that go with it. You, uh, Jarvis? Hey, Coach, Jarvis Heron, WHSV-TV in Harrisonburg. Um, what does this opportunity kind of mean for you just to be representing JMU on a national stage? I mean, I feel like JMU's been on a national stage obviously many times this year, but just uh, for you kind of be the one, I guess that's an answer to a trivia question, if you will, being the first one to <laughs> serve as head coach at a JMU bowl game. Yeah, you know, I, I haven't had a whole lot of time to reflect on it yet. There's, There's just as the opportunity became more and more obvious, um, more and more things went through my head that need to be done. And there's just such a checklist um, to do. And there's so much, and I'm excited to do it. Um, it's a humbling feeling at the end of the day, you know, um, it's, it's really, um, it's pretty fascinating. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's, it's a humbling feeling. It's the easiest way to say it. Pretty easy answer, but nothing fancy. Jackson. Hey, coach, this is um, Kaden Bridges from JMU student newspaper, The Breeze. Um, it seemed you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but can you tell us a little bit more? We might not know a whole lot about yourself, but can you just tell us a little bit about your coaching style and what drives you as a coach? Sure. Um, passion. Um, the When you're a football coach and you're doing this, and I'm sure it's very any sport, not just football, but the best part of my day, no matter what, is when I'm coaching my players and meeting with my players. When I'm running my meeting room, when I'm running practice, whatever it may be, that, that's the best part of my day that I get to teach and influence these young people to be the best that they can be. And, uh, and now it's, the task is bigger because there's more people that I'm responsible for. But that's not going to change. That, 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 that's not. At the end of the day, Every one of us is trying to be better. Every one of us is trying to chase excellence. And we're looking forward to that opportunity tomorrow. When you get up tomorrow, let's have a great Monday. 
So yeah, um, that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> I could just add one more. Uh, Jackson Hebner from the Breeze. Uh, great to find yeah. the opportunity to speak to you. Um, you know, you've you've been at JMU since 2019. Before that, you spent a decade in change at um, a couple of CAA teams. So you're, you were, I assume you're sort of familiar with the Dukes. Um, just talk to me a little bit about what has your time at JMU been like, and you know, just what you know, just kind of looking back on on those few years when you've just either been around the program or a part of the program. Sure. Um, special. I can't put my finger on it. I'm not exactly sure why, but James Madison University attracts successful, happy, proud people. It's amazing. Whether you're talking about the football team, whether you're talking about the March Royal Dukes, the student newspaper, um, you can see the passion and the excitement and, and that happiness, that pride to be a Duke there, it's, it's really impressive. It's really amazing to be a part of. And, and it inspires you or myself to be the best coach that I can be. And to be a member of the community is, is an awesome feeling. But it's, it's been fun. It's, it's amazing to see how many different successes there are on campus throughout the whole athletic department, throughout the whole university. Thank you. Uh, go to Brent. Hi, this is Brent Bergman with the Colorado Springs Gazette. Covered Air Force for about 12 years. So, I, you know, I've heard from a lot of teams that prepare for them. Just kind of wonder your thoughts on the matchup, especially given the transition period for your coaching staff. You know, not only yeah. set up into new roles in a hurry, but also preparing for an offense and team that's so different than you'll typically face. Sure. I mean, this is an all-hands-on-deck situation. And so with um, – with unusual times, you need to have an open mind and you need to be very adaptable. And uh, we're going to make sure we do that. So we're going to rally some troops. There, there's a plan in place as far as organizing the structure of the staff that we're working on right now. There's also bringing in people to help us further um, as we go, um, just to replace some, some hands that we don't have anymore. Obviously, this is a skeleton crew as far as numbers go, just sheer numbers. Uh, of human beings doing it is is, uh, is different, but you know what? That's okay. That makes it more fun. That makes it more exciting, and uh, and we're and we're looking forward to the daily process coming up. Okay, and two quick follow ups at the FCS level. Did you ever face an option team uh, at least regularly yeah. or at all? Yeah. Uh, let's see here now. When I played at Lafayette College, I played against uh, Army twice. Um, way back, Coach Sutton was there back then in the nineties. Um, so as a player, you got, you know, you, you get through the academies and the Patriot League and whatnot. Um, and then uh, when I was at Delaware, it was commonplace for us to um, play Navy every few years. Uh, Coach Johnson was there at that time. Um, when I was at Rutgers um, in the uh, early part of the 2010, 2012-ish, um, uh, Army was a regular um, on the schedule. So, uh, the, and, and then when you're an offensive line coach, in your career, when you're watching this stuff, you're watching triple option teams because of the precision of the backfield and running the football and, and the ways that they go about attacking to win a game as uh, the, the total effort, whether it's the defense, the offense, the trip, you know, the option, all the things, it all works together uh, with the academy and the personnel and everything. So obviously uh, this is my first time coaching against Air Force, you know, out in Colorado, but the East Coast academies, uh, I've had, I've, I've run into them a little bit over the years. 
Okay. And then my last question, a lot of times when we see coaches move on, they do tend to take a lot of players nowadays with the new rules. Do you anticipate any of that happening before this game, if it does, or no. are you waiting to figure out? Okay. Yes. Right now, uh, when I last talked to the kids on Friday afternoon, um, our discussions were candid and open and the, um, the love of the people in that locker room and uh, the respect that they have for each other. Uh, and to go through this experience, the very first bowl game in JMU history, uh, we're going to make sure that we work hard, we chase excellence, and we have a good time doing it. We have fun together. And we enjoy this experience with each other. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Brent. Uh, Katie. Hi, Coach. Katie Harper with the Daily News Record in Harrisonburg. Um, obviously, you said it's been a quick weekend just finding out who you guys are playing in the bowl game but what's kind of been the environment been like with all of the guys even though there's this coaching change going on but what's the environment been like with the excitement of this first bowl game well you know I, I think you know when it, it's an emotional roller coaster in that there's this uncertainty of the future but yet there's this really awesome experience that there that, that's coming up upon us and 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 the pride that you want to have uh, in representing the university. So I think the mood's been pretty solid. People are resilient. Kids are resilient. Young people are resilient. They're, these guys are in the prime of their lives. They're, they're in their late teens, early 20s. I mean, they, they can they can do a lot of things. They're, 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 they're an impressive group. To go in 11-1 in the Sun Belt Conference is a testament to their dedication day in and day out. And, um, and we're looking forward to this one more experience together with this particular team, the, the 2023 James Madison Dukes. Uh, David? Coach, you referenced that uncertainty of the current time, but uncertainty has seemed to follow this team all season with, you know, would you be bowl eligible? Would enough teams qualify? What has that been like? Has it been stressful at all, especially that last weekend of the regular season? Um, you know, those things, as nice as they are, they don't help you win the game that you're getting ready for at that time. And anything that, that is going to happen in the future is going to happen when you get there and you better live in the now you better be where your feet are and you better make the most of every day that you have. And so um, I think the noise of, of, of all of those potentials happening um, were maybe influential at times. I'm not sure, you know, the noise got pretty loud there at times and stuff like that as, as, you know, each time you win, it adds more and more and more, which is good uh, to handle, to have that that responsibility. But at the end of the day, you know, when it comes down to, to winning your last game, uh, winning this game, winning that game one day at a time, I, I think one of the impressive things that these people, that this program has done, that that, that has been through is, is they stay calm in pressure situations. All right. They, they're very level-headed. They think clearly. Um, even when things aren't going their way, they just keep working at it until it gets back going the way they want again. And that, that's a testament to, to the team. Uh, Jackson and Caden. Coach, following up with one of Brett's questions earlier, um, what do you know about the players that have put their name in the portal? Besides Jordan, do you have any idea as to who's intending on playing in the bowl game right now? Or is a lot of it still up in the air? Our intention is that every member of our team in or out of the portal will play in the game. The portal is a personal decision for future um, decisions to be made at another time. That's not important right now. 
what's important right now is, is, is this one last ride together. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, unless it, you're talking about potential player safety things with numbers and distribution of numbers and things like that. Um, you can't be so closed minded, like, Hey, listen, they're going to the portal because it's an unusual situation. So we'll figure it out. You know what I mean? We'll be adaptable. We'll be resilient. And, uh, and I'm here to help them any way that I can and, and guide them. If they want to talk, if they don't want to talk, whatever it may be, but our focus has got to be, um, the game and the team and those other things that you're doing on your time, you can accomplish that on your time. And we got final coming up. And I did have a quick follow-up. Um, just given that it is the Armed Forces Bowl, I was just kind of curious if you wouldn't mind sharing um, if you or maybe some of your family had any sort of military connections. Okay. Can you see the picture over what would be my left shoulder? I was looking at it a little bit. I was, I was banking. Purely coincidence. This was not, I didn't even, I sat down. Hey, look at that. Um, that is John Toronto. He is one of my um, ancestors, I guess you could say. Not ancestors, not that old, but uh, he died in World War One. And, and there's a, a, a service, a distinguished service cross uh, certificate behind it. He's the youngest person in the state of Rhode Island where I grew up to die in World War One, And he was, he was awarded, I want to say it right, hang on. The Distinguished Service Cross for Extraordinary Heroism. And uh, and so, yeah, that, that's a World War One vet right there. And, um, you know, being in this bowl game is outrageously awesome because of, of, of the connection of, of the military service and these people, right, these selfless people that defend our country and let us play college football, let you write articles in the student newspaper. You know what I mean? There are people out there that are that are making sure we can do that. You know, there's a lot of people on this globe that don't be that aren't able to do that uh, because of, of the situation that they're in. So another reason for us to be grateful and excited uh, to play in this game.